0: Has there ever been a better time to buy private technology companies than now? Like, maybe next year would be even better than now, but it was pretty amazing.
1: Welcome everyone to the latest edition of the Opening Bell podcast hosted by NZX. My name is Doug Vreem. I'm with the Capital Markets Origination team. And I'm joined by my colleague James Sharp. Um, our guests today are from the Black Pearl Group. Black Pearl will become a new equity listing on NZX later this week under the ticker BPG, uh, which we're really excited to, to learn more about. Uh, so quickly, let me introduce uh, and say hello to Nick Lissette and Tim Crown from Black Pearl. Thanks for having us, guys. Yeah, good. Howdy. Good to see you. Good to see you. Um, so we have a lot to talk about, but first I'm just going to give a quick kind of background so people know who you are, and then we'll get in some questions and, and go from there. Nick Lissette is the founder and CEO of Black Pearl Group. He has over a decade of experience working with data-driven cloud businesses. Uh, after taking the role of CTO for Black Pearl in 2019, Nick has reverted to his role as CEO, where he's overseeing a substantial growth in revenue. Uh, Tim Crown is the chair of Black Pearl Group. He's also the chairman, founder, and former CEO of Insight Enterprises. Tim and his brother started Insight and took it from a small startup into a Fortune 500 NASDAQ listed company that has over $9 billion in revenue uh so nick and tim welcome both and thanks thanks for joining us absolutely glad to be down under yes yeah so tim has come in from uh the u.s and just got here and so we're very happy that he's kind of uh getting the feel of new zealand and the new zealand exchange we're going to start with a quick question either one of you can kind of answer just give us a real broad kind of feel for what black pro Mail or black pro group does um, and, and kind of take it from there. I can feel by the intense stare of focus and my periphery <laughs> that
0: that will be me answering. Yes, yes, that. yeah. So I like to think of ourselves as an exciting blend of high growth SaaS and a database acquisition platform. So kind of like the best of both worlds, if you think about what we do.
2: So, well, yes. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm interested to come in uh, basically for the for the benefit of our listeners. Obviously, you've been introduced to Black Bell Group for the first time but also to the the landscape, sort of like the the subsector. So could you kind of walk through some of the kind of key offerings? What does that kind of landscape look like and and how does Black Pearl Group differentiate?
0: Yeah, well, like I always sort of go between group level and then the companies or the applications that sit within the group. And I think at both the group and application level, we're, we're a company for the times. So if you think about the challenge that uh, most small to medium-sized businesses have in the world today, it is getting new revenue. And it's such a challenging market to do that. Uh, The cost of acquisition is just increasing at a rapid rate of knots. Uh, The traditional pay-to-play platforms have become uh, increasingly ineffective. That's partly in because of Apple kind of cutting the data supply and because of that you have to spend more to get less. So what we've done at Black Pearl is we've leveraged our extensive cloud experience to have a, to create a suite and we either buy or we build uh, applications to help transform small businesses, everyday business tools into, into digital marketing tools demand generation tools and the secret to our success is that everything is sits on top of a common technology platform we call the pearl engine super important because it helps support uh, our acquisition strategy um as we move forward
2: and in, and in terms of um that market i mean is, is there many others doing the same thing or is, is your, your you've have you got quite a unique kind of approach and point of difference would that be fair to say yeah, well at a group at a group level it is somewhat unique.
0: So there's a lot of businesses that try and acquire other companies. And a cornerstone of our future growth is is, is definitely around acquisition and that's you know one of the the primary drivers for us uh, listing on the NZX. Uh, where we're unique in that is that we're not uh, we're not just out there sort of ruthlessly taking companies over and absorbing them just for the sake of their revenue what we're after we're, we're a company that's been founded by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs so what we are is a home where uh, a founder that might not have access to capital that might be a little stuck in their growth trajectory they can take their company and they can then join Blackpool or acquire or either partly or all of them. And within the group, they can leverage our technology platform to accelerate the growth of their product. They can uh, get an eventual path to exit. So from that point of view, we're quite unique because our, our technology, our Pearl Engine, the private platform they all sit on, it's providing these companies uh, access to technology that would take millions of dollars investment and years of time to get. And they get it, you know, almost immediately at uh, near zero marginal cost. What does that do? It gives you uh, ability of increasing your feature set, uh, increasing the average revenue associated with that feature set, reducing churn, so all the good things. But you don't have to spend the time and money to get there.
2: Sounds like a great opportunity and and a very interesting journey ahead, no doubt. Um,
1: So so talk about how, so Nick, the company is founded in Wellington. Tim, you're in Arizona and Phoenix. Can you guys just talk about how, how you came together. You have an office now in Arizona and have had one for a while with employees there. How does a company from Wellington connect with Tim Crown in, in Arizona? How did that did that go about? It's back to you, Nick. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Great story. Uh, I'll give you the condensed version <laughs> of it. Uh, so like a lot of Kiwi companies, we talk about becoming global from day one and we talk up a, a good game, but following it through sometimes doesn't always happen. So we were fully, had full intention of Of getting global the second we could and there's no doubt about it the usa is the market you want to be in especially in our game uh so we as soon as we had the technology to a point where we were we were happy with what it was doing i jumped on a plane and headed over to the states and i knew no i knew knew i knew i know no one (laughs) i knew no one I should have said yes to that coffee, really, (laughs) after all. I didn't know anyone, and I took meetings with anyone I could. And I was over there burning my own cash, uh, living in very dodgy hotels and eating, uh, you know, Taco Bell. And I took meetings with anyone I could, uh, and a friend called me and said, what are you doing in America? I explained I was looking for a business partner and an investor in equal terms. He said, you got to meet my friend Tim. I said, great. Where is he? he? said uh Arizona. I'm like, where's Arizona? Oh, hang on, I'm in Colorado at the moment, it's just down there. I can be there tomorrow, no problem. <laughs> I'll walk. <laughs> and I said, Can you get me a meeting? He said, Yes, so got a meeting, uh, fortunately, and I went and met Tim. Now, when I met Tim, he's just in a polo shirt, he didn't have flash watch on or anything. There was nothing gave away his, you know, immense business success. So I pitched him Black Pearl. He's an experienced investor, so he's completely non committal at the end of the pitch. Asked what I want to do for dinner and, and what am I doing for dinner? I said, Taco Bell, we said, let's go for dinner. Uh, so I was very happy about that. I went back to the hotel rooms where the story is great. I like who is Tim Crown? you know, TED Talks, founder of Fortune 500 company, inside Enterprises, you know, a huge amount of other amazing uh, business successes. I break into a cold sweat replaying the conversation. Have I just, you know, have I blown this lifetime opportunity? On the other side of it, Tim's figuring out whether he wants to invest in Black Pearl yes. or not. And um, he calls uh, a friend who was John Scott Dixon and said, uh hey, I'm looking at investing in this this company called Black Pearl. Can you go and check out um, their website and if you can, sign up for the service? And the guy said, oh, I don't need to do that. I already used the product. I love it and I recommend it to our clients. And so at that point we had, I think it was 72 customers worldwide. That's (laughs) <laughs>
3: so right. if you Better can be lucky than good yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah so if you can tell me the statistical probability of that happening um yeah. if anyone out there is great with stats and you know we have one of the best uh ctos from a data standpoint working for us sam you know he been hit at x data and strategy at zero and you know kiwi bank and curious and uh, he can't calculate it i don't think anyone can <laughs>
2: well I, I think for the sort of um you know, uh, entrepreneurs out there or the ne- next generation of entrepreneurs. Uh, thankfully, there is Taco Bell also in New Zealand. So that's probably uh, um, reassuring and perhaps hopefully on a, on a similar journey. But in fact, fantastic, um, fantastic story. Um, Tim, if we could sort of move to move to yourself, obviously, integral as part of the kind of the the, the growth and the connections and that those first major steps. I mean, as, as um, you know, we've already kind of discussed huge experience with Insight Enterprises um, which you founded, uh, co-founded in 1988. I guess my question there would be, um, you know, what lessons have you learned from the sector over that period, and and then what did you see in uh, the in, in Nick's proposition that made you kind of invest and in jump on board?
3: The first thing we always look at is leadership: is the founder, of the management team, what is their passion, what's their commitment, are they in this for the long haul? One of the things I always say is is uh, like insight; it's uh, overnight. Thirty years success. <laughs> there, there is no such thing as an easy buck. I've never invested in a company and had to be successful overnight. For us, it's been three, four, five years before we really got traction, figured out uh, the product to market fit, figure out how to scale the business, what's next, etc. And so, what we really need is a management team and a leader who's committed to that time frame. Uh, it's not the you know let's let's get rich quick type of a thing. And that's what I saw in Nick. And then, okay, now that we've got that, what's the core business model? One of the things with email right now is, is it's really a loose protocol. No one owns email. Everybody follows somewhat of the same protocol. But to that said, people are more focused on what's next, uh, whether it's Slack or some messaging app. That's all great, and that's a wonderful new business. How about the existing email models. And what's out there is, is that among most B2B transactions, it's a system of record. It's what you go to. You don't say, text me that contract Mm -hmm. so I can read on my mobile phone. That's not how it works. And so I think it's, it's in essence, a niche market with multiple billions of users that really hasn't been tapped because it's been passed over because it's been around so long. So that was the other thing. Um, when we look at a business over the long haul, the core technology we have today, or the application on top of it, is important. But it's really the long haul. Is this a market we can be in for five years, ten years, et cetera? And I think the answer is yes. And it's not just email; it's business communication. It's this ability to go after this small business, mid-sized business. Again, that's I think has been overlooked in this area, and and build on top of it using organic growth and acquisitions, and then the cross-sell opportunity between those two things of inorganic and organic. That's the business model. There's no magic bullet. There's no amazing thing we're going to wake up on Tuesday and bam, we're the next Facebook. That's not this business. Mm-hmm. This is a grind it out, build it customer by customer. And, uh, over the long haul, this is the type of businesses that I've been very successful in over a long period of time. So I'm, I'm very excited about the opportunity.
1: Yeah,
2: great, fantastic. Great,
1: great, great information. Um, I had a question too about, were you, Tim, looking particularly to focus on companies in New Zealand? Um, and if not, or if so, what, what have you learned about New Zealand that's been interesting in the way the business is done here in the private company ecosystem? Um, and was this your first investment into a New Zealand uh, founded company?
3: So I came here for fun and uh, uh, I am a, a- a recovering entrepreneur, as I like to say it. Uh, and so it's one of those things when I came down, I wasn't looking for a deal. Yeah. But then when I had the introduction and started looking into it, I said, hey, let's let's take a look at this. And so it was really uh, uh, for fun and adventure. And then it became a business opportunity.
2: Um, I guess the very obvious question, what's motivated you, motivated you to look at listing as a solution? Clearly, there's many other pathways to scale. Why list? Why now? has there ever
0: been a better time to buy private technology companies than now? Like maybe next year would be even better than now, but it was pretty amazing opportunity. And I'm like, you're looking at a whole lot of factors coming together. The technology landscaping is is changing even faster (laughs) every year, faster and faster. It means you have to, put more money into r and d and for a lot of technology companies especially those in new north america the access to capital has been severely throttled so there is really for for a business there is you know the ability of growing or surviving you know is coming into question so for us what we want to be able to do is acquire these companies and as a public company you have the option of of issuing in you know in part script and we all know, like script, in a private company, well, it really doesn't cut the mustard because there is no, there's no, you know, liquidity really in that. So, for as a listed company, obviously, there's a real attraction um, to about offer script out. So that's a huge driver for us, and we're, you know, we're very aggressive with our acquisition plans moving forward. We just already completed our first acquisition with New Old Stamp,
1: uh, twenty eight days ago. Uh, so it's been a busy month. You know, um, so talking about acquisitions, you've mentioned a couple of times that, that will be a focus without giving anything away. What, what types of um, businesses are you seeing out there, opportunities out there in different sectors and industries that, that might make sense?
3: Let me jump in and, and really emphasize a point that uh, that Nick made. So over the last three years, especially, it's pretty much been every Western economy has uh, increased money supply, spent tremendous amounts of capital, asset prices went up, and there's tremendous number of businesses that got funded, especially in technology. And what's happened, as Nick said, is, is the, the continuous funding stopped. And it stopped kind of like uh, the merry-go-round. All of a sudden, the screeching halt. Now, what do all these businesses do that may have been doing great things, but they need additional capital, more customers, they need some type of technology? What do they do next? Uh, without that investment, they need, a, they need a home, a place to go to. And so we think the number of opportunities for us is tremendous. So really prioritizing those, there'll be no short shortage of targets. It'll come down to where we want, where do we want to play. We like to focus on what I would call our core technology and then make it adjacent. We don't want to go into something totally random that we, we're not associated with. It's got to be either in, in the existing space we play in or an adjacency, specifically on the customer target also. If you think about what a customer's, uh, our customers really need, they need new clients. They need more business. They need more business from existing clients. Those type of products and services, they work well in an up economy, a down economy, any economy. Who doesn't need more business? That's what we're going to focus on.
2: Fantastic. Um, so, I mean, moving moving ahead to actually kind of listening on the exchange, I mean, I, I guess I'm just keen to hear Nick. I mean, how, how will it, or oh, Nick and Tim, actually, how will it feel to ring the bell? Any thoughts on that?
0: Well, Tim can tell you because he's done it yeah. twice beforehand. <laughs> yeah. uh, obviously, it's a, you know, it's a great landmark uh, for us, and I'm super excited because it's a new platform that can hyper-accelerate our growth moving forward. We had, we had you know tremendous growth last year, we had 244% organic growth last year, and on top of that, we've just layered on, what more organic growth in an acquisition, and that acquisition provides us even more organic growth opportunities again. <clears throat> so when I think about, like, ringing that bell, it's actually the start. You know, the thing about I like about direct listings is that they're a great option for businesses that, like us, are hell bent on growth. You know, we're not, uh, it's not a, a big exit opportunity, it's a, it's a go forward opportunity. And with that, you know, that public script, the opportunity it gives me to get on a plane and crack deals and, and, and get the next acquisitions underway, well, it's amazing. And, you know, like literally, you know, uh, ring the bell on the friday on the plane on the tuesday i'm off right it's exciting times i was gonna say one go ahead
3: tim (laughs) well i was just gonna i was gonna literally use exactly the same terminology to me it's this is the starting gun yeah yeah it's not the finish line. that's a great point yeah and for me personally uh i love to buy and hold yeah and build and uh like we're talking about some of the other businesses every now and then we do sell a business or sell our position. But for the most part, we like to just build and hold forever. Yeah. yeah. That, that's our strategy. <laughs> there is, there is yeah. no exit. Right. Right. Yeah. So th- that's, that's really what the essence of us. So it's, it's, this is a great demarcation of where we're beginning. Uh, it's, we'll celebrate for that afternoon. Then yep. it's time to get to work.
1: I, I think a lot of companies, you know, um, look at it as an exit. And when I hear people, we hear people talking about look, this is the start. We're putting a number on a board on the board and we're growing it from there. It's the beginning of the kind of the, the big haul. It's just awesome kind of here. And it's fun because now there's liquidity and there's something to shoot for and all that stuff, but it's, um, it's a great way to go
2: about it for sure. Yeah. yeah fantastic. Um, and well, we, we're coming towards the end of our conversation, but before we finish, we do have a few kind of quick fire, uh, questions. Uh, if we may Who's
3: my favorite color.
2: Yeah, well, <laughs> yes, that's, that's not on here, but it's something very okay, similar to okay. So have, well, have, have them already. Yeah. Um, so, um, we're, we'll start with the first one, maybe to, to you, Nick. Um, what's, your fa- what's your number one technology you can't live without? Bass guitar. I've
0: got that in technology. There's electronics in it. Need to play that every day.
2: <laughs> that, that is a great answer that because is. everyone, everyone at this point has said their phone. So that, that's yeah. that's
0: no, that's no, no. I would figure out a way without the phone, but I tell you what, that uh, I'm. I got to keep my hands and brain busy. And Tim and I were talking about this the other day and we're like, both got little like fidget problems. And so my thinking is done at night whilst playing a bass. And that's when I actually, while I'm doing that, I don't even know what I'm playing, just some sad licks. Uh, but uh, that's when the best thinking kicks in. So I I'd, I'd,
2: I'd need that. Nice, nice.
1: All right, so we'll move it over to Tim. Um, putting you on the spot here, but do you have a favorite podcast or book that jumps your mind is something you like to read or or has impacted you
3: so uh uh i am uh, i'm definitely a podcast book guy i don't yeah. listen to music i listen to books at uh, 1.5 yeah. and also podcasts so i go through a tremendous amount of uh uh podcasts and audible books but all in podcast is at my absolute favorite. Uh, it's probably, I think it's up to one of the top five now, but I started listening to it during, uh, uh, during COVID. And the key thing for, for me is, is it's four poker player friends that are all VC capitalists, totally different ends of the political spectrum, but they talk civilly yeah. and, and they're literally talking about something an issue let's say from a total left or right, which I think is too simplistic, but they're very respectful yep. I think it's it's what politics in America and probably throughout the world need to get to but I like to be stimulated with other points of view that I hadn't yep. thought of yep. and I think business and life is that's a great way to go through life is is, is surprising yourself and being open-minded to new information and new ideas I think that's a
2: Pretty inspirational I mean, lesson, a, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's very easy to, to sort of sit in your own echo chamber and surround yeah. yourself with people of similar views, isn't it? So yeah, that's great. Um, question back to you, Nick. Um, your favorite quote, if you have a favorite quote, and why?
0: Uh, so many good quotes, and they're all a pretty like uh, set, the one that I use uh, around the office and everyone will know me for is win and die, win or die. <laughs> like literally, it, and that's my attitude on it. Like, I'd rather, I'd rather be taken off this mortal coil than fail. Uh, and I, so, you know, there's a lot of people with more eloquent and beautiful <laughs> quotes than that, uh, but that's pretty much probably summarizes my business approach in which way.
3: So, I'll, I'll jump in because. Uh, so for me, I, I only have one quote in my office, and it's: "What would you attempt if you knew you could not fail?" And that's the one I think for most most people, they're always looking at what other people can do and they're looking at themselves and they're always saying, well, gosh, I'm not as good as that person. Mm-hmm. But I think most individuals, especially when they're young in their career, they underestimate what they're capable of. And I think with good leadership and a good platform, you're going to see people blossom that can accomplish things they never would have thought possible if they're given the opportunity. And also they, they, again, attempt things that they perhaps could fail at, but if you don't fail, you're not pushing yourself hard enough and far enough. If you're not failing every now and then,
1: great, absolutely. Um, I'm going to skip number four, and I'll go to Tim. Well, right. well, what what to, was number four? Well, it, this is. This, well, maybe we'll save that one because it's kind of a poignant one at the end that we could we could sign uh, off. Oh, okay. Of. But let me ask Tim this because he he came here on vacation, and, and maybe he'll have <laughs> some free time at, at the end of the week. Who knows? Is there a um, do you have a favorite place in New Zealand that you like to visit or that, that you remember as a I, uh, I, I
3: happen to like the bay of islands yeah yep. uh, most people say queenstown and for the yeah. adventure and stuff but i just like the uh the the view and the feel yeah. of the bay of islands Duke of marlboro i mean this this just has a, a great sense of uh, uh peace and calm yep. i really like that place so nick we'll we'll
1: we'll end it on you sharpie sorry to steal your thunder there on that one i if you had – if both of you guys, if you had to give one piece of advice to somebody looking to join the tech industry, challenge the status quo or do something different, what would that be? You've got to be prepared to fight, man. Yeah. You know, like
0: actually, like when we will die, the, my other quote on that is per aspara ed estra, which is uh, through the thorns to the stars. If you don't think that you ain't in for a fight and there's going to be obstacles and you're going to have to get scratched up, beat up, and then march on, don't join. Quit. Do something else. Work for someone else. That would be my advice to anyone. If you're not prepared to give it all, don't don't start it. Yep. You're kidding yourself. Uh,
3: I, I think for me the technology industry and the technology business is so much fun and amazing because – You don't need – it's not about heritage, not about where you went to school. It's not about who you know. It's what can you create. And every year there's a new piece of technology, and it's all kind of all together in this loose form called the Internet that everybody has access to. It's very egalitarian. And so if you can provide something of value to a large group or a small group, you can, you can in essence, be successful at whatever level you want to be. Never in history have we had the ability of anyone anywhere in the world to offer a product or service to anybody anywhere else in the world. It's, this is an unbelievable time. Never in my history have I seen more opportunity than I see right now in the technology business. Well, thank you guys very much for joining us.
1: It was great to have some time to chat with you. Just want to remind the listeners out there, if you want to learn more about Black Pearl Group, you can uh, check out their website at blackpearl.com, www.blackpearl.com, and their ticker code will be BPG, and they should be uh, trading on NZX here shortly. So uh, any questions, you can also contact contact us at NZX on nzx.com. Thank you.
2: Thanks, guys. Thanks for having us. The information provided in this podcast is a guide and is intended for general information purposes only. The information is not investment advice. The information should not be relied upon as a substitute for detailed advice from a professional advisor. The podcast may contain opinions or forward-looking statements and actual results may vary from what is expressed in this podcast. The views expressed in this podcast are those of the presenter or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views of NZX. NZX Limited is not liable for any loss suffered through relying on the information in this podcast. NZX makes no warranties as to the accuracy or completeness of the information in this podcast. All intellectual property rights in the content of this podcast are owned or used under license by NZX and NZX's written consent is required to use, redistribute or reproduce the content or use it to create other works.